Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can see the helmets and figure out the different teams that I played for. If you care, you can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Two things you should note about that. Number one, we're looking for some awesome DM questions via at Ross Tucker pod. So hit us up at Ross Tucker pod with some DM questions. And also, if you quote tweet at Ross Tucker pod, you have a great chance to be the spread the word via social media winner this week on the Ross Tucker football podcast. The star of this show is Emery Hunt, who is a star. Guy does a high school game Friday, college Saturday. He works for the Ivy League, and I don't, which bothers me. He does all kinds of CBS Sports HQ stuff. The man is uh, omnipresent. He's everywhere. At F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide is where you absolutely need to sign up now to make sure you get your hands on the best draft guide in the business. Why? Because it is deeper and wider than any other draft guide out there. If you like to know the diamonds in the rough, if you like to know something about the guys all of a sudden are on practice squad or on active roster in the preseason, and you're like, wait, where's this guy? I never even heard of this guy. Emery's heard of him. In fact, Emery already has an eval from him that you would have been able to read. Like, for example, Emery's the only guy that knows that Monmouth's running back is going to get drafted at some point because Monmouth's running back is amazing. I saw the first clip of him, Emery. I think you posted at F-Ball Game Plan. That guy can move. Bro, listen. He has touchdown runs this year of 99, 75, 67, 56, and nearly had an 85-yarder as well. So I've already said he's the next war done. This dude is ridiculously talented, um, and you hate to continue to talk about how good this dude is because we know what that means, Ross. Them FBS teams that's watching our show, listen to our show, reading our Twitter, you know, to our tweets, will all of a sudden try to recruit this dude now from Monmouth and bring him over to the FBS. It's just I hate that part of it, but that's the reality. But man, you can't ignore the dude leads all of Division One in rushing and averages nine yards a carry, and people know they are going to run the football at Monmouth, and they still can't stop him. And he's he's like five. Nine five eight one eighty, 
Um, very built like built like Warwick done, Warwick done was 5'9, 173 at Florida State. But geez, man, this dude is ridiculous. So I, I hate that he's balling for Monmouth, but I love to see him balling because he's just a fun uh player to watch, man. What year is he? He's a sophomore. And, and the trip part is last year he was doing the same thing. He was one of the he got he came to Monmouth during um the COVID year. He was he was a COVID signee. And they were excited about him. He's from Connecticut. They were super excited about him. And they had a deep backfield, man, already. And they still do have those some of those same guys that are there, um, like Owen Wright and, you know, and, and those guys. But Coach Callahan was just super excited about this kid shirt. He told me when we did I, I did their signing day special. And he was like, Emory, you, you're going to like this guy's shirt. And he had one game. I forgot who it was against. We had like 300-something yards in a driving rainstorm. And it was nothing but like 80 yards, 70 yard runs. I was like, yo, get this guy on the field, man. So yeah, he What's he's, his name again? Jaden Sherton? Sherton. Jaden, right? Yeah, Jaden. J-A-D-E-N. Yeah, he is. He's impressive. Uh, let's get to some of these games, Emery. Um, from these teams that are gonna try to steal Jaden Sherton. Wait, this just to jump in, just to your point about the draft guy, Ross. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but Remember the uh, we it was during the um, Colts Broncos uh, snooze fest. Rodney Thomas makes the interception, the safety for the Colts. Who has notes on this safety from Yale? Bam, right there. Tweet it out. I so can't then, believe he's playing already. I know, especially with how raw he was coming out of Yale. He was an outside linebacker, and he's starting at safety now for the Colts. He's got some athletic abilities from Pittsburgh Central Catholic. And yeah, man, he he was he looked good for the Colts in that game against the Broncos. Pretty incredible to see what he's done. Uh, let's get to Penn State, Michigan. A lot of really good pro prospects in this game. I know Penn State, uh, Joey Porter Jr. is outstanding. Jair Brown, their safety, has played very well. PJ Mustafer at deep tackle, Curtis Jacobs. At linebacker, Penn State defensively, the best they've been on that side of the ball in a while. I think Manny Diaz deserves a lot of the credit for how he has them playing. But you actually have a, a wide receiver that has caught your eye. Yeah, he's a transfer from Western Kentucky in Mitchell Tinsley. Um, fantastic player, man. I just like the way he runs his routes. And I'm saying this because, you know, there's a, there's levels of route running. You know, there's the um, the dancer at the line of scrimmage. There's the George Pickens route runner where he's just going to bully <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? Just get open. Um, and there's the Tinsley type route runner that route runner that runs his routes full speed and shows that he takes every rep seriously. He's not one that kind of changes gears. He's from the start. He's full speed into his stem, full speed out of his cut and full speed in tracking the football and accelerating to it. So I like that about his game. I know at Western Kentucky he was playing predominantly X. Um, Penn State, he's playing across the board. I think he is that type of guy that can play all three spots. I see him more as a flanker or a Z receiver, someone that you want to put on a move, someone you could hand the ball to. I just love his his athleticism and his, his enthusiasm within his route running because it yields itself to a quarterback throwing him the football. Uh. What about Michigan wide receiver Ronnie Bell? Feel Obviously, Michigan has a bunch of pro prospects as well. Their nose tackle is ridiculous. Their running back, Blake Corum, having an awesome year. 
What about Ronnie Bell, though? Feels like he's been there for a while. Right, and he, he was injury plagued last season, so getting him back to full strength has is, is been key. He's a dynamic playmaker that can affect the game uh, on offense and also in the return game. But finding him is going to be key for Michigan in this game because he's someone that legitimately can break the game open. Uh, another one of these guys that I feel like can be an X or a Z um, because he does a good job in winning off the line. He has the explosiveness to be that Z receiver. Uh, and, and and once he has a football in his hands, he's someone that knows what to do when he's looking to score the ball. So I, I like him. I think that if they're going to win this game, it's going to have to be how many big plays does Ronnie Bell make against this impressive secondary that you talked about? Uh, he's probably going to draw uh, Joey Porter Jr. because best versus best, good versus good. And we'll see if, if Bell can win some of these matchups. Yeah, they really do have a good secondary because uh, the other safety is a key. Wheatley's good. The other corner, Kalen King's a true sophomore. He's a good player. Uh, it's the best secondary Penn State's had in a while. Penn State's getting seven points, Emery, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Who do you like and why? I like Michigan straight up to win, number one. The seven, oh, I don't know, man. That's tough, but you know what? I'm going to lay the seven with Michigan because I think their defense can get after Clifford. I think that's going to be the, the, the difference maker. I like Clifford in terms of being, a, you know, a, a game manager, not in a in a negative sense, but someone. Thank you. He's a, he's a senior plus, so he's played a lot of games, so he understands what he's going to see out there defensively. So he's going to make some good decisions. But I just feel like Michigan is going to have something dialed up to where they'll steal at least two possessions away from them, and that'll be enough to where they can cover this seven-point spread. It'll be a tight one, but I will lay the points with Michigan. Got it. Uh, what about Bama and Tennessee? Bama's on the road. Tennessee has been incredible. Bama is laying seven and a half points on the road, and you have an offensive tackle from Bama you want to talk about. Another transfer. This one comes from Vanderbilt, where he was excellent in Tyler Steen. Um, really good player, man. I think he's excellent in the run game as well, too. So and when you're talking about running left side, which is pri primarily the weak side in terms of the run game, everybody's usually right-handed. They want to run toward the tight end. It speaks volumes of how good you are as a, as a player when they're running weak side. And, and that's was something he was doing at Vanderbilt. He stepped right in and started at Alabama at left tackle. Uh, and has been one of the better offensive linemen. So I feel like with Tennessee's defensive front being active, like they have been, you talk about matchup football, Steen drawing probably their best pass rusher, is going to have his his hands full. But he's someone that not only can win in, in pass pro, but I think in a run game, which is going to be key for Alabama to keep this one from being a track meet, is going to be huge. And, and people are going to keep an eye out there for, uh, for Steen, who, again, was excellent at Vanderbilt and has been – equally as excellent at Alabama. I didn't realize that he was a Vanderbilt transfer. Uh, that's wild, by the way. And also, I, I, I'm all for the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. I feel like they should do something where you shouldn't go in conference. Like, that, like, there's something that rubs me the wrong way. Like, if I was in the Ivy League and some dude from Harvard transferred to Princeton – I'd be like, what? Get the heck out of the lot. It just feels like I know Vanderbilt and Alabama aren't like big rivals. It's the best team and the worst team in the conference. But there's just feels something weird about in the same con transferring in the same conference. 
Yeah, it, it, it does feel like that might be the only um, caveat that, you know, you could transfer freely to wherever you want to, except in conference, because I feel like that kind of yields itself to um, <clears throat> what you call that, not ta- yeah, tampering. Like, you know, um, where, hey, we're watching, we're, we're Vanderbilt, we're playing Bama, we're blowing Bama out, but man, after the game, Go up to the to the line. Hey, man, if you enter the transfer portal, we got a spot for you here. Bam. I feel yeah. like that happened, yeah. you know, in conference. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. So, uh, Tennessee, all anybody talks about about Tennessee is their offense, Emory, except for you. You got multiple linebackers you want to talk about? More than one linebacker? More than one linebacker, man, because I feel like depending on who plays, Milro or Bryce Young, linebacker play is going to be crucial. And they have two athletic linebackers in Jeremy Banks and Aaron Beasley. Um, both guys are, are long. They could run. Um, they're good versus the run. They fit the run rather well, but they also are solid dropping back in coverage. So how well they play the run game of Alabama with Milrow, if he's back there running around, or how well they do in pass coverage and playing the run also if Bryce Young is back there, because both guys can trigger and blitz rather well, but they are solid, good linebackers, and it's hard to find. The reason I was so focused on linebackers, because we were fresh off that Sunday night game and watching the Ravens play. I'm like, man, Ravens could use a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, they they found a target, and the Bengals were targeting him constantly. And you see that a lot, man, where a guy is supposed to make these plays, but he doesn't. But these two linebackers here for Tennessee make the plays that are there to be made, and I think they're are good enough to where you can keep them on the field for all three downs. And it, it, again, in this game, this situation, you're facing potentially two separate styles of quarterbacks, and they're going to be huge in this game. All right, so I am looking, Emory, at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and Alabama is on the road. We don't know who the quarterback is, and they're laying seven and a half points. A lot of respect still for Alabama with the way Tennessee has played. What are you doing here? This is one of the volunteers' first real tests. And we saw them, now granted, LSU's offense uh, isn't the dynamic offense, but Jaden Daniels was putting the ball on the money, and these those receivers for LSU just kind of, I've never seen a collective group just check out. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of drops. So, but Tennessee's defense did play well. They won on all three facets, offense, defense, special teams. And, you know, this is the game where they want to prove themselves and show themselves. And this is the type of offense that we usually see lead to Nick Saban blowing a gasket on the sideline. So I feel like this seven and a half points, I'm taking Tennessee in the points here. This one's going to be very close because of how Tennessee plays, how good they are defensively, and how good they are offensively. This is a quarterback that can run, that can throw the deep ball with precision consistently. And we know Alabama's defensive backs, they love to play in phase, which means they're going to draw a lot of holding and pass interference penalties. So I see Tennessee having some success throwing the ball against this defense. So I'm going to take Tennessee in the points. This is a field goal type game, not a touchdown and a half. Totally agree. Um, I'm 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 with Tennessee in the points as well. Now, of course, Alabama will probably come out and totally blow them away. But I think game day is there. I don't know. I I just 
Tennessee, I think they're going to come out and play pretty well. I was no. not overly impressed by Alabama against Texas A&M the other night at all. No, you know what I am impressed by every Sunday? The red zone. It is so awesome. And now you can follow all the action on one screen and catch every touchdown every Sunday thanks to the NFL red zone being available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. This is the key. I think most of you know what the red zone is. If you don't, you need to visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. You can try it for half off. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. Limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price, $46, now only $23. That's right. You get the best deal on NFL Red Zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we got a bunch of good games. I love all the games that you picked to go over this week. Um, Let's get to Oklahoma State, TCU. Are they both still undefeated too? I believe so. Wow. Awesome. All right, we got quarterbacks in both these matchups. Spencer Sanders. I just saw a quote from him where he says, like, I'm effing tough as nails or something. This guy's hilarious. Tell me about Spencer Sanders. I will firstly, I will say, go back to that Tennessee Bama game. If Tennessee comes out in them ugly gray uniforms, they'll get blown out. I hate that. Just stick with what we all grew up and love the, the orange and white. Stop playing around with these alternate colors if you're Tennessee. So, but back to your point about Oklahoma State and Spencer Sanders. You talk that tough talk, man, and we haven't seen you come up big in these big games. This is another big game. I'm thinking of the big game you had. Last year in the Big 12 championship game where they came up legitimately three inches away from winning um, and probably would have crashed the playoff party. I want to see how he plays in this big game. You know, this is a huge game. Big 12 football has been on fire this year outside of Oklahoma. So you think about Oklahoma State and Spencer Sandy reminds me a lot of what we saw in the um, spring in the uh, USFL season with uh Tampa Bay's quarterback that played at Ole Miss. Oh, his name slips me now. But, um, oh, he played in the XFL too. Tiamo? Tiamo. Jordan Tiamo. That's that's the guy. Like, he reminds me so much of him. Like, you see the physical talent. You see glimpses of it in games. But there's always something. Maybe it's a series or a play just like, man, like, I need you to uh, – how did that happen, right? Or I need you to make that play or maybe make that scramble, make that run, make that throw. And I want to see a complete game from Spencer Sanders. I thought how he closed out the Notre Dame game in the bowl game last year was great. I didn't like how he played in the Big 12 championship game prior to that. But now, you know, so again, you've seen both sides. 
I want to see four quarters of excellent Spencer Sanders play like we saw against Central Michigan earlier in the year. We want to see it in a big game against TCU. Enter D-tackle um, or D-lineman, Tyler Lacey. I, I just love watching him play because he's explosive off the ball. I think he could play anywhere across the front. He kind of reminds me of Cam Jordan in that regard. They're about they're built about the same. Um, sometimes you, you you don't think you look you think you're looking at a D tackle or you think you're looking at a seven tech, but he can play anywhere up, up front. He can play a five. He can do it all. So I like his ability. I like his versatility and also his athleticism. And, and for TCU, Max Duggan, he's been excellent for them. He's he's a dual threat. He can scramble. He can run. He's a plus one in the run game. He's throwing the ball rather well efficiently. Um, and he's facing one of the more consistent, tougher defenses in the Big 12 in Oklahoma State because they can get pressure, and they do a great job of covering. Their safety play has always been excellent, and they get linebacker play as well, too. Um, and speaking of linebackers, Marcel Brooks, former wide receiver last year for TCU, but super athlete, transferred from LSU. He's a terrific blitzer. He is the athlete that can cause problems for a Spencer Sanders and how he's going to be deployed, whether he's going to be a blitzer, whether he's going to be a, a cover guy on these backs out the backfield. However they choose to use him, I think this is a game where we'll see Marcel Brooks' full array of skill set out there on display. What about Max Dugan, Emery? I like him. I, I, again, dual threat guy that can that has been playing efficiently in a passing game and Again, he like I said earlier, he's someone that's a plus one in the run game. So he's been playing uh, just as good of ball as we've seen Jalen Daniels play uh, for Kansas. So and Adrian Martinez play for Kansas State. He's been just as good, which is why I said earlier, the Big 12 has been playing some fantastic football. So when you have that capability, it's the perfect uh, matchup for an Oklahoma State defense that can get pressure because now you got to be. You can't be aggressive in getting back there. You don't have a sitting duck in the pocket. You have someone that can really take off and not just take off and scramble up for five yards. House call takeoff. So I like that about his game. TCU's laying three and a half at home. Your thoughts? It's the hook that gets me. So I'm going to say take Oklahoma State in the points. I think this one is uh, you know a tighter game maybe a field goal game, the hook. If you can catch that line now, early in the week, you do it. Because I guarantee as we get closer to Saturday, it's going to get down to probably two and a half or to even a pick them between these two teams because I think they're both really talented and really good um, as evident by their undefeated record. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would never lay three and a half, almost never. I would always take that. Speaking of three and a half, Syracuse, is favored by three and a half against NC State. NC State's got a linebacker that's caught your eye. Yeah, I've been on these linebackers all week long. Um, Isaiah Moore, another one of these guys that that reads it well inside out, triggers well when it's time to when he's on those green dog blitzes. The running back stays in. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to attack and go. When he shoots gaps, he shoots it with a purpose. Like, and and that's the thing. Coaches always tell you, if you're going to guess, you better be right. And when he takes that chance, he's decisive in doing so. He takes a great angle to the ball carrier or to the quarterback, and he's blowing the play up. And I think that's going to be huge in this ballgame because, again, it's about matchups, and you have to be you know, precise in your angles against Syracuse's running back, Sean Tucker, because if you miss, 
he has explosive speed to really flip the field and house call this 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 uh this rock. So um again, when you're talking about linebacker play, you, you want to match good versus good, athleticism versus athleticism. He's gonna be a big playmaker. And Tucker, I don't know when the last time we've had a back like that at Syracuse that just kind of you know is a game breaker. You know, maybe James Mungro, you know, or uh I know Delon Carter had a had a good run up there, but Sean Tucker is next level. He's only a sophomore. He's one of these, he was a true freshman in 2020 or 20. I, I think 2020, he was a true freshman. So that makes him a sophomore because that year. They he's gone after this year. He has to be because he's he's gone. he is good. Like how good is he? I mean, is he, I, I'll be curious. Yeah, he is a good player. He's got, and again, he has the right combination of skill set, vision, patience, footwork, balance which is huge and especially at his height he's about my height like five nine uh, you know he's like two maybe like 205 210 so he's got great running back physique um he bounces off defenders he runs behind his pads and he has a home run hitting speed so he is the every down back he is the one that can thrive without volume because he's so much of a game breaker and has explosiveness so yeah, he has like he's someone. I know everyone talks about B. John Robinson um, as a first round back, but my goodness, man, it would be hard for me to not take. You know, if B. John Robinson is there, Jameer Gibbs is there. Those are first round backs. If you need a back and you're in the first round, Tucker would be next in line. He would be a first round back in my opinion because as long as you could, if you can ring the cash register up on any given run. That's the guy you take in the first round. Building off our conversation last week on when to take a running back in the first round, he's the type of guy you take in the first round. What are you doing with the spread here? NC State's getting three and a half. Devin Leary may not play, which uh, is tough for NC State. I'm laying those points with Syracuse. I don't think Syracuse Syracuse is this moment. I think they take care of business. Um, They had a half a game last week, you know, because they played – uh, Wagner and had running clock in a, a ten minute quarter in the fourth quarter in the second half, so they'll they'll be rested. They they got a tune up before they're playing a very tough defense and a you know an injured O'Leary that that's going to limit a lot of what NC State's doing. So I love Syracuse in this game. I I think they avoid the letdown here in the Carrier. Is it still called the Carrier Dome? I don't know, but yeah, really something Carrier Dome. Yeah. It's like the something something Carrier Dome. At least they got air conditioning now, so they should be fine. <laughs> love it terrific work as always emory make sure you're following this man on social media it's at f ball game plan on twitter of course football game plan on youtube the key is to get the draft guide and just get it done now give it to yourself maybe as a holiday gift just so you don't have to think about it footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide get in now early while the getting in is good, kind of like some of the spreads Emery was talking about. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, the whole deal. What games you have this weekend, Emery? I don't have a college game this weekend, so I'm excited about that. I get to rest a little bit on Saturday, so I may be on HQ a lot uh, doing college game previews. If not, I'll just be watching college football like the rest of you, you guys on Saturday. But Friday night, I have Northern York at Susquehanna Township. Yeah, Polar Bears, Northern York Polar Bears, and Susquehanna Township. 
uh, has a, a, a really good ninth grader, I think, or maybe 10th oh, wow. grader for you to check out. He's got some scholarship offers already. Nice. And, and see, here's the thing. I, I, uh, we did a promo last week with the, you know, the polar bears. I'm like, there's only other, the only other school I know is the polar bears is Ohio Northern, right? The university of the polar bears. Um, so it's, I'm excited. Uh, okay. Right, I got Colgate at army on Saturday. Colgate starting running back went to my high school. Why yo missing? Can you dig it? <laughs> help turn it around. I love it. Should be awesome. Uh, other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.